And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, conservative in the cradle of liberty you'll want to listen when chuck moore speaks on the information radio network thank you very much chuck moore speaks monday through friday here at the usa radio networks monday through friday 10 till noon that is eastern standard time 844-439-1391 is the number 844-439-1391. My guest uh, this segment is Servando Gonzalez. He's a historian, semiotician, writer, political satirist, intelligence analyst. Servando, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for inviting me to your program, Chuck. Servando, firstly, could you let me know exactly what is a semiotician? Uh, well, I remember a long time ago back in Cuba, I have a, just a few friends with a graphic designer and a, uh, and a uh, architect, and say, we are the three people who know more about semiotics in Cuba. We, at least we know that there is a word called semiotics. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, uh, well, uh, semiotics is the, the science that studies signs. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. what is a sign? Uh, all things uh, emit some uh, uh, signals like sound, smell, uh, light, whatever. But they, uh, when you interpret one of these things in a different way as they are, then this uh, signal becomes a, a sign. Now, if if I if I draw a, a vertical line in a in a piece of paper, a vertical line, and then I cross with a shorter uh, line on the on the middle, a uh, slightly to the top, mm-hmm. and this is a uh, uh, well, it's a vertical line and a horizontal line. But if you see this as a Christian cross, then this uh, visual signal becomes a a symbol, a symbol of Christianity. Yes. And the same if I see a, 
uh, somebody draws a, a in a in a medical uh, a textbook. You see a human heart. Well, it is a human heart. But if, when you see that human heart, you think about love. Then this uh, this uh, drawing becomes a, a symbol. So a symbol is a uh, is something that is uh, not exactly what the physical thing is. Now, when you see some physical form and you interpret it as something else, uh, the process of semiosis has occurred. And what is semiosis? It's a, uh, it's a process studied by the science called semiotics. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, there are two... All right, I'm with you. Are you following me? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. then, then the, the science of semiotics began in the, in the, in the early past century and by two uh, scientists. One was the Swiss linguist Ferdinand de Saussure, and the other one was the American philosopher Charles Sanders Peirce. Now, Ferdinand de Saussure mm -hmm. studied what is called linguistic semiotics. And Charles Sanders Peirce studied what is called visual semiotics. My, uh, I have specialized, even though I have studied some a little about uh, linguistic semiotics. The semiotics I am interested in is visual semiotics, the one created by Charles Sanders Peirce. Now, according to Peirce, I'm reading here, uh, what is semiosis? Is the process by which something acts as a sign for somebody, okay? And this is very yeah. simple. Yeah. If I see, if I see a piece of cloth of different colors, and uh, well, it's a, it's a with a stars and and stripes, different colors. What it is is a piece of cloth with a stripes and stars of different colors. Now, if you see this as a symbol, okay, this is the American flag, but if you see as a symbol of America, that is the process we call semiosis. And then, uh, yes. and then, uh, and that we have uh, uh, the, the uh, how do we call the, the misunderstanding about this symbol called the swastika. Just a few days ago, mm -hmm. a lady, a Jewish lady, found that in the, I think, Walgreens stores, they were wrapping yes. gifts on a paper with the Nazi swastika. And she complained, <laughs> oh, how they are using yeah. the Nazi symbol in this wrapping paper. Sure. And then Walgreens immediately retired the paper. Well, I saw the, uh, the design of the paper appear in the Internet. That has nothing, nothing to do with the German Nazi swastika. Right. Fact, I mean, uh, there are swastikas that actually go back to um, the, the Native Americans had some. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, we the, talk, uh, the Buddhists. I have everything you know, here. But, but I think yeah. you're, you're – 
your point here, Servando, is that these symbols, whether they be visual semiotics or whether it be what's called memes in popular culture, uh-huh. which are slogans, sayings, certain words, they take on a, a set meaning that tends to repeat itself, and that can be either good or evil. Yeah, yeah, um, actually. And that they have a huge impact. Yep. Yeah, actually, the swastika is a very interesting symbol. But, uh, let me tell you, I, uh, I began interested in the swastika a long time ago, and I found in Cuba, and I found uh, I was giving a lecture in a, in some place the, in the in the Lyceum Society in Havana about a, uh, a communication theory and semiotics. And at the end of the lecture, right. mm-hmm. somebody asked me in the public, "Well, you haven't mentioned the swastika." I had no idea and say, "Well, the only thing I can tell is that it's not a Nazi symbol. It's, it's a very old one." Next day, I went to right. the big library at the main library at the University of Havana, and I found that in the 19th century, there were already many articles and books about the swastika, and still the best work on the swastika is the one written by Thomas Wilson. I have the book here in, in, my, in my desk. Thomas Wilson, who was a curator of the U.S. National Museum, the Smithsonian Institution, and he wrote his book, The Swastika, the earliest known symbol and its migrations in 1894. Okay? So, and... You know, then, the, uh, l- l- let me just comment on that, Servando, because I think what the Nazis did was that they took the swastika that was found in Tibet, the, the, the uh, Buddhist swastika, and they inverted it. They made it tilted slightly so that it would have somewhat of a different meaning. I mean, they, they customized it. Um, so that it would um, symbolize, uh, you know, the master race, uh, and, and I think that um, I, just since we're, since we're talking about symbols, it's a very interesting subject. Do you have any data on the symbol that exists on the Great Seal of the United States, the uh, pyramid with the all-seeing eye? What does that mean? Yeah, well, this is a, to me, let, let me tell you, I. Uh, <laughs> Not to get uh, into a loaded subject, but my interest in the in the symbols uh, symbolism is is basically around the swastika you mentioned the 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 okay. they found in Tibet where in my in my book that now is available the in the internet it's not a printed book but i have a, i created a book for the apple ipad and also if you go to my website uh gonzalez dot o r g you can uh, download mm-hmm. a PDF copy of the book that is uh, called The Swastika and the Nazis. Okay? And, you know, uh, and I'm looking this... at your website, and you, you have so many interesting things yeah. um, that you've written. I mean, it's across the board. You've got a book called Treason in America, Psychological Warfare in the New World Order, Obamania. Uh, <laughs> you've got a lot of here about Fidel Castro, of course. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, I'd like to ask you a little bit because there's so many things we could talk about, and I'd yeah, like yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, but let me finish with, on. The, with the swastika. So in my book, I I, I I gave about 14 or 50 different theories about how Hitler adopted the swastika. The Tibetan connection is one of them, but there are many, many other other connections. But the uh, but something that is interesting is that uh, the swastika symbol. Has a has a very interesting characteristic. Now, if you take 
a uh, uh, a circle, and then you switch, you flip like a like a page of the book, and you look by transparency. The circle is still a circle. You take a square, and it's still a square. If you take a triangle, you it's still a triangle. But if you draw a swastika, and then the swastika just across, and then in the in the uh, points of the cross, you draw some four uh, legs or arms, and then you draw with the with the arm pointing right, and then you flip the page, then you see in transparency, and then the the legs are pointing left. This is a phenomenon called enantiomorphism, and this is a symbol that change. Now, when mm-hmm. they uh, and this is prone to misinterpretation. When the legs of the swastika move, are pointing to the right, the virtual movement is counterclockwise or sinister to the left. When the when the legs are pointing left, they uh, are pointing to the left. The movement is to the right. That is clockwise or uh, or uh, uh, in the moving the sense that that's the virtual movement. Now, in all ancient symbolism, things that move to the left are evil, are bad. Okay, still, still they uh, mm-hmm. they we use the word uh, sinister. It's a Latin word to identify things that are bad. Things that move to the right are good. Now, it is according to the story, one story, the the symbol of the was of the swastika by suggest, was suggested to Hitler by his barber. There was a member of the Nazi Party, and the one that he mm-hmm. suggested was the one with the legs pointing left. That is the dextroverse or clockwise swastika, the positive one, and Hitler changed the meaning turning the, the legs to the other uh, way, and then this, the Nazi swastika moved to the left. It's the sinistrover swastika. Also, it's interesting mm-hmm. because sw- the swastika mostly appears uh, standing on a square base, and they put the Nazi swastika in an angle. So the, the Nazi swastika is a very characteristic one and has nothing to do Exactly. Okay, we're going to take a brief break here. Servando Gonzalez is my guest. He's an author, a writer, a columnist. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Joan London. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for which she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. 
If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. But I have good news for you. You can build your own golden parachute. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. With a three-step plan home business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full-time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money we could help you too. The three-step plan home business system is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800 489%. 589%? That is how much more fat you could burn if you were using the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. A double-blind controlled clinical study showed that the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system burned 589% more fat than exercise and dieting alone. Think how much easier it'll be to lose weight. Go to ilikehowilook.com and read the study for yourself. You swallow a small capsule at 10, another at 2, and eat a tasty collagen protein candy chew anytime you need a snack. And with that, you could burn 589% more fat. Watch the video at ilikehowilook.com to get the full story. Most people notice a curbed appetite and more energy the very first day. It's safe, all natural, there's a money-back guarantee, and they'll even send you free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. ilikehowilook.com. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. And we're joined by Savando Gonzalez. He's an author of books and articles. Check out his website, SavandoGonzalez.com. Savando, uh, I see you have a book here and several very interesting articles about the Council on Foreign Relations. You talk, mm-hmm. you, uh, you title your book, I Dare Call It Treason, The Council on Foreign Relations and the Betrayal of America. 
Now, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that the Council on Foreign Relations, it represents what we might in America euphemistically call the Eastern Seaboard Liberal Establishment. Uh, members of the CFR, and it's a very secretive group. It's headquartered in New York City. It was founded in the 1920s um, by several uh, sort of Anglo-American uh, establishment types like Edward Mandel House and others, that it has as had as members, I believe, almost every American Secretary of State, several American presidents, and a large number of American Congress people, and that they advocate a certain internationalism, a certain foreign policy view that is highly uh, interventionist. It's uh, it's it's oriented toward uh, America serving as a sort of a gendarme for a world order. Is how I've seen it described. Could you talk a little bit about your research on the Council on Foreign Relations? Well, I uh, I uh, I have read about the uh, the Council on Foreign Relations for many years, but uh, just a five six years ago, I began to study it in detail, and I found out that it is more than just a group of the Eastern establishment. I think that the that the uh, Council on Foreign Relations is the is the head, is the key of the invisible government of the United States. I, uh, uh, I'm i sorry to say this in your program because I I, I, I see that you are a, a, a conservative Republican. I, I, uh, I have uh, reached the conclusion that the two parties are, are scammed, are scammed. And this, uh, and, uh, and it's by plan in the, in uh, totalitarian countries, they have just one party, the, the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, the Communist uh, Castro's uh, Communist Party in Cuba, uh, but here we have a single party disguised as two parties, and uh, mm -hmm. and the thing is that the 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 party's uh, administration changes, but the policy is the same. For example, the uh, the uh, uh, Clinton policies were the seamless continuation of the policies of the Bush first. Then the Bush yeah. second policies were the seamless continuation of the Clinton's policies. And now we have uh, Obama that is the seamless continuations of the Bush two policies. So we change parties, and you see what is happening now in, in Congress, okay? Yeah, people, I know. I thought of that, People, yeah. people, <laughs> so the... the the Republicans have betrayed the party. No, they have betrayed the nation. Now, see that, as you mentioned, since the end of the uh, World War II, most Secretary of State, uh, CIA directors, uh, chief, uh, of, uh, chief of Staff, uh, uh, Secretaries of State, subs, uh, Under Secretary of State, all have been members of the Council on Foreign Relations, okay? Not okay. to mention uh, the uh, director of the the Fed directions, directors. Okay, so the key sure. positions in this country, the the people who really control control the country are always members of the Council on Foreign Relations. Now, if you say, well, 
Well, they are all, all the people who control the the government. They are uh, 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 New York Yankees fans. Well, there are there are thousands of New York. Uh, okay, but sure. the Council on Foreign Relations for many years had just a little a little more than a thousand members, and now two three years ago they opened the doors to more people, and now in the highest membership they have about five. 4,000. And even of those 4,000, yeah. uh, there is an inner core and, and three external circles. And, and the people who get into those positions are always people of the inner core or the inner circle. Okay? So, and these people yeah. are the ones who plan the policies. And now it's uh, very disturbing because uh, yeah, I found that currently there are about 128 uh, high-ranked uh, uh, members of the U.S. military that are members of the Council for Relations. All right, Savannah, we've got to take a brief break. We'll be right back. Savannah Gonzalez is back. Right George Bush and Barack Obama have been in Washington trying to legislate an economy. I've been all over America working to improve the economy one family at a time with the three-step plan home business system. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. Thousands of enterprising Americans have changed their own financial futures by starting a business from their kitchen table. Most began part-time using their personal computers, telephones, and a belief in the American dream to carve out a stable business in a stormy business climate. They are housewives, truck drivers, downsized executives, health professionals, and even a lawyer or two. You could earn extra money or even replace your job. Technology advances have made this simpler and more efficient. So don't wait another 10 years. Check out the three-step plan. Go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. The holidays are here again with parties, family gatherings, and plenty of picture taking. And you want your hair to look its very best when you're all dressed up, right? With the help of Ovation Cell Therapy, you can look your best this holiday season. Ovation Cell Therapy's protein and amino acid treatment nourishes the hair and scalp to bind and absorb into the hair shaft naturally for hair that is noticeably thicker, stronger, longer, and healthier looking with no silicone fillers, drugs, or caustic medications. So this holiday season, get the Ovation Hair Care Holiday Gift Set for yourself and give a set to a special friend on your holiday list and and save save on both. This year's holiday gift set includes the Ovation Hair Care System plus silicone-free intensive repair hair mask, all-natural essential hair oil, clarifying shampoo, and detangling comb, all in a special holiday gift box. Save over 50% at OvationHair.com. And remember to select Bill Martinez at checkout for an additional introductory discount. OvationHair.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And my guest is Savando Gonzalez. We're talking about men, much of his work, particularly right now, the um, his work on the on the study of the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, I think Savando that your thesis is largely true. A very good example of it is what just happened in Congress last week, where the American people thought that they had elected a conservative Congress, and did so overwhelmingly. I may point out. Uh, they thought they had rejected 
Obama's policies. But then they see the uh, Republicans in uh, the lame duck Congress go ahead and fund Obama's programs, whether it be Obamacare or whether it be his unlawful executive action on illegal immigration or whether it be just a $1.3 trillion budget. And they funded it forever. I mean, they funded it for an entire year. It'll be impossible to ever get rid of it. They could have funded it just temporarily until the new Congress was seated, in which case there would have been a debate. But they chose not to do that. And to my way of thinking, this very depressing situation is exactly an illustration of what you're talking about, that both parties are controlled by the same people. I'm sure that John Boehner is probably a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Either that or... I think it was Matt Drudge report or some other people of saying that he's being blackmailed by uh, information that's been gathered by the NSA. Either way, we have a government that really is virtually uh, two parties that are are virtually uh, indistinguishable from each other. The differences are strictly cosmetic. So I think you're right, essentially. Yeah, it's a... uh Unfortunately, what the uh, uh, conspiracy theorists have been saying for many years, it happened to be true. Uh, I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I am a conspiracy scholar because in my in my uh, uh, in my book, Psychological Warfare and the New World Order: The Secret War Against the American People, that book has more than a thousand footnotes. And they are not internet footnotes. Probably 97% of the footnotes are from scholarly articles and books. It's a very well-researched and documented book because because uh, extraordinary, as they say, extraordinary claims need extraordinary proof, and I prove beyond any yeah. doubt that these people, the Council of Foreign Relations, control the. The uh, the government of the United States, they are the true invisible government. Now, you mentioned Obama policies. Uh, well, I don't think that Obama has any policies. Obama is a mentally retarded moron. He doesn't have any idea of his own. That's why he was selected for that position. He's a puppet. Okay? Yeah. Like, like you know, he's, he's typical... Yeah, I mean he's typical of a lot of people who now are are in office. I mean it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's and, an ego he's an egomaniac. You know who basically has people around him who massage his ego and you know hold up hold up his false sense of himself. I mean history is filled with people like that. Woodrow Wilson was like that. Franklin oh, yeah, Roosevelt yeah. was His like that. Adolf was, Hitler was like that. Yeah, the, the yeah, real I president mean, was Edward Mandelhaus. He was his controller. Exactly. Okay, and in the in intelligence. Yeah. Now you mentioned ego. In uh, you know that one of my fields is intelligence and espionage. And there is a there is a a, a, a uh, this is CIA, but most uh, agencies just the the uh, the same uh, idea, the same philosophy, how to recruit spies. Okay, and and they say that they use a formula that's called MICE. M I C E C E. And he say how you use it is money, ideology, compromise, and ego. Okay, 
but they have reached the conclusion that the main thing to recruit a spy, so a person who betrays his country, is ego. So spies are always egomaniacs. Exactly. We'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Morse Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Morse speaks, people listen. For taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Piece of chocolate cake called you into the kitchen? Has the Dairy Queen sign ever forced your car into the drive through lane? Have you ever had a bag of chips dive off the counter right into your hands? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, speaking for the ILikeHowILook.com website. Chances are, at some time in your day, you have been and will continue to be the victim of cravings. ILikeHowILook.com website realizes that you can't hide in your closet all day just to avoid snack attacks. That's why they recommend the 10 2 in a chew weight loss system. 10 2 in a chew offers powerful natural appetite suppressants to put cravings on the run. To see a video explaining how it works, just go to ILikeHowILook.com. They will send you a free sample. Most people notice a difference the very first day. It's much easier to lose weight without those sneaky cravings, so watch the video at ilikehowilook.com. That's ilikehowilook.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and I'm joined by Savando Gonzalez, the author of a, a, a good whole shelf load of books. And articles. His website has some great, um, great uh, reviews on it. You review um, the Anti-American Manifesto by by um, by satirist Ted Wa- Rawl. Uh, you've got an article up here: Obama, worst president in U.S. 
course, you have a lot of stuff, of course, on Castro. We could get into that maybe at another time as a big subject. But uh, right now we're talking about America's liberal eastern seaboard secretive establishment that tends to call the shots no matter who is visibly in power. Uh, Savanda, what can we do as American citizens to uh, to bring back sovereignty by the people? You know, the idea of this republic was that rights come from the creator, not from the state, that citizens have sovereignty and that they give government a limited degree of sovereignty to conduct very specific uh, actions that are outlined in the Constitution. How can we take back that system, or can we take it back? Well, uh, I'm very pessimistic about this. I, uh, I have uh, my bias. I, I'm Cuban. I have to escape from Cuba about 35 years ago with my uh, my wife. My son was uh, five years old at the time. We have a, an ordeal. Escaped from Cuba. Ended up in Switzerland. We live in Zurich for for one year. Came to the United States, and then uh, uh, I'm very concerned because I've seen here a process similar to the one I saw in Cuba. Every day, this resembles yeah. more the country I had to escape from. Now, now the question is very. I think well, one way is through a violent revolution, and yeah. most people are seeing this. My only concern is that, let's suppose there is a violent revolution in this country, a lot of people are killed, and then after the revolution wins, and then we have in the White House Bush and Cheney. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that would be yeah, tragic. No that would be tragic. Okay. Now, the, uh, uh, but there is interesting, going back to the, to the, the in the in the, uh, in the Declaration of Independence, by the way, the, the word democracy that we are trying to export now to the world does not appear in, the, yep. in, in, in any of the Founding Fathers' uh, papers. Okay, we'll be right back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, my guest is Servando Gonzalez. He is um, he is uh, a, a writer, an author. He's got a lot of fantastic books up here. He's an inventor. Um, Servando, uh, you, have, you, you make uh, the case well. Chuck, I have Go books ahead. And, and DVDs also. Two DVD programs. Very good. 
Yeah. And they're available at ServandoGonzalez.com. No, dot org. Um, org. O-R-G. 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 Thank you very much. I'm looking at a website that says Intellinet.org. So That's what let, came let, up. Let's, let's, uh, let's uh, make a synthesis of what I've been saying because we're close to the end of the program. So, Please, yeah, go right ahead. One, one, Thank you. There is an invisible government of the United States that controls the 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 destinies of uh, of this country, and the head of this uh, invisible government is at the Council on Foreign Relations in Manhattan. This is an organization mostly controlled by oil magnates and, and uh, Wall Street bankers, uh, essentially controlled by the Rockefellers. Now, the goal of that organization is the end of uh, the United States sovereignty and the creation of a global government under their control, mm-hmm. their control, that will be a sort of a Nazi uh, Germany on asteroids. Okay? They mm-hmm. call that the New World Order. Now, what we can do yeah. to stop that? I told you about a violent revolution that I don't advise because most of the times uh, there is a lot of lives uh, lost and and nothing is rich. But there is something that is so easy we have in our hands. First of all, there is nothing in the Constitution that tells us that we have to have two parties, Republicans and Democrats. There's nothing. Why we don't have seven parties? Okay? Because they have managed right. to control. So, but we, we have that. I wrote an article that in the last election I did something patriotic. I didn't vote. Okay? But we can do something even more patriotic. And we can solve the problem overnight in the next election. Don't give your vote to any member of the two parties that I call the Republican Party. The two parties. Don't give, don't give your vote to any member of the Republican Party or any member of the uh, uh, of the Liberal, Liberal Party of the uh, Democratic Party. Also, don't mm-hmm. give your vote to any incumbent. White people have been 30 years as a, as a senator, senator, or so yeah. it doesn't make any 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 sense. We need to change politicians. So if you do, if we do that in the next election, the problem is automatically solved because we destroy the machinery of power that these people control. Okay, and let's suppose yep, that we yep, we, we elect new people. Uh, let's suppose that half of them are corrupt. And then, uh, but but we keep changing, we keep changing, and then anybody can run for office, anybody, anybody, okay. So uh, don't have experience. Why well, these people have experience and they are destroying the country? So probably we need people with no experience, and then you go, you serve four years, and you go back home to do what you were doing before, okay. Very simple. That it cannot be more simple. So so. It's very easy to blame Republicans, blame everything on on Democrats. Democrats blame everything on Republicans. And we have been brainwashed that just by changing the puppets in Washington, everything is going to change. We have the proof. Nothing is going to change. So we don't need that type of change. We need need a, uh, uh, I would say, revolutionaries. We need a... uh, people uh, 
uh, to go to the to the root of the problem. The root of the problem is not Republicans or Democrats. It's electing the same mm-hmm. people that are controlled by this invisible government of the United States that we don't need. It's not working in our best interests. Okay? And that's it. No, it cannot I, be I, more I, simple. Yeah. Do you agree? I'm with you. <laughs> I do entirely. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's... Uh, you especially after this last debacle, it should be clear to anybody that that, that this whole thing is a fraud. It, that, yeah, uh, it is, yeah, you know, both parties are yeah. controlled. Absolutely, yeah, it's true. It, yeah, it, I don't know but, what more to say about it. I don't want a violent revolution either. I don't think that's going to serve. That's only going to play into their hands. That's going to basically create a um, you know paradigm by which they'll march in on the white horse and. Uh, you know, claim to to take over. So no, we don't. That's not going to be the way to go. This this but, could um, be yeah. is is a, is a, is in a in a in a course of destruction. This is the becoming a a a police state. It's obvious. Why the, why the police they are dressed in black and carrying submachine guns and tanks? That's right. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be right back. Uh, I thank you for joining me, Savanda. We'll do it again. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Today in America, people wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the Internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, Internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and again, I want to thank Servando Gonzalez for joining me. ServandoGonzalez.org is the website. He's got a lot of great insights. We didn't even get to talk about his experience in Cuba and Cuban politics, how it is that uh, Fidel Castro was able to take over the third largest economy in the Western Hemisphere, a country that had a high, uh, you know, developing uh, middle class you know, there certainly was corruption there for sure. But uh, somehow he was able to pop out of nowhere and be installed in government. Uh, there's a brilliant um, several articles I've read which talk about how left-wing uh, New York Times uh, columnist Herbert Matthews and uh, this guy William Wyland, who was an assistant secretary of state in the Eisenhower administration, uh, on the Latin American Affairs desk and who had been a partisan in the communist side in the Spanish Civil War and several other people inside our government, including President Eisenhower's brother, Milton, who was way out on the left, how these people played a role in helping to install Castro. 
it's a fascinating story. Anyway, uh, check out my books as well. They're at uh, Chuck Moore. Uh, they're at uh, Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Just put my name in the server, and up they come. Uh, these are moderately priced, anywhere from two to four bucks a book. They are. Um, you can read a couple of pages for free. You could take a look at uh, the reviews and the synopsis. So uh, check it out, but but definitely go to Servando Gonzalez's website and look at his excellent books. He's going to be back with me, hopefully uh, from time to time, uh, because there's just so many other things here that uh, that are, are are definitely worth uh, developing as, in as wide a way as we possibly can. So um, that again, the website is servandogonzalez.org. We've got. Um, Another author coming up in hour number two, that being Douglas Valentine. He's a researcher. He's written a book called The Strength of the Pack, The Personalities, Politics, and Espionage Intrigues that Shape the DEA. He's done some real cutting-edge journalism. All right, so you're listening to the USA Radio Networks. We'll be back after these messages. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call A Place for Mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. By Bank of America, working with travel expert Samantha Brown. Make your travel count. According to a recent Bank of America survey, two out of five Americans seek out local cultural activities when visiting new places. Planning vacation activities that immerse yourself in local culture can be rewarding and stretch your budget. Samantha Brown, TV host and travel expert. Explore activities and destinations you've always dreamed of when planning your next vacation. A great way to get the most out of your trip is to take advantage of the local culture and explore new customs and culinary experiences. In addition, use a travel rewards credit card that allows you to redeem your points on travel expenses. The Bank AmeriCard Travel Rewards Credit Card gives you the flexibility to use your points to offset the cost of many activities that make your vacation memorable. You earn unlimited one and a half points for every dollar spent on all purchases. Plus, you can get a 10% customer points bonus on every purchase with an active Bank of America checking or savings account. For more information, visit www.bankofamerica.com slash travel rewards. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Chuck Moore speaks Monday through Friday, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time here at the USA Radio Network. Um, My guest uh, has some hearing impairment, so 
maybe if the studio can turn up the volume a little bit, um, we'll, we'll be able to conduct the interview. My guest being Douglas Valentine. He is a cutting-edge journalist. Thank you very much. And reporter is the author of The Strength of the Pack, The Personalities, Politics, and Espionage Intrigues that Shaped the DEA. And he's written several other very interesting books. Douglas, can you hear me okay now? You know, it's going to be a struggle. I can hear some of what you're saying, but not all of it. All right, Douglas, let's take it carefully then. Talk a little bit about your book, The Strength of the Pack, how you researched it, and what were your conclusions? Okay, that I can do. Um, I wrote a book in the 1980s called The Phoenix Program, and it was about the CIA and its operations in the Vietnam War. And while I was, while I was writing that book, I learned that a number of CIA officers who were in the Phoenix program in Vietnam in the, in the early 1970s transferred over to the DEA. And I was always very interested about what these guys did in the DEA and why these CIA officers went over into the DEA. So after I finished that book on the, on the Phoenix program, I started doing research in the early 1990s into the, um, into the DEA and how it was created and how the CIA uh, wormed its way into the DEA and essentially took control of it. And that, that's, a, that's a large part of what the book, The Strength of the Pack, is about, about how in the late, very late 1960s and the, and the early 1970s, the CIA infiltrated uh, federal drug law enforcement in a number of ways. And, and all this takes place in the context of the Vietnam War and, and the interests that the, the CIA and the United States government had in taking control over federal drug law enforcement overseas. Um, uh, I'll go back a little bit and just explain that prior to 1968, um, before the DEA was formed, the organization in the United States government that was involved in, in uh, uh, narcotic control was called the Bureau of Narcotics, and it never had more than 300, 350 agents in it. And of them, only 16 were assigned overseas up until 1968. In 1968, in the midst of the Vietnam War, that organization, the Bureau of Narcotics, was disbanded by the Johnson administration, largely mm -hmm. through the efforts of the Attorney General Ramsey Clark. And a new organization was formed called the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. And Nixon inherited that organization. Mm -hmm. And that organization vastly expanded United States government narcotic operations overseas. In a, in a matter of months, it went from 16 agents overseas to close to 500 all over the world. And it had to do with the fact that 
narcotic agents were beginning to discover that the CIA itself was involved in drug trafficking in the Golden Triangle part of Laos, Burma, uh, Thailand, and into Vietnam. And so as a way to protect the CIA from exposure to the fact that it itself was involved in narcotic trafficking overseas, the CIA started to take over very clandestinely all the overseas operations of federal drug law enforcement. And in my book, The Strength of the Pact, through interviews with all the DE agents and many of the CIA agents who were involved, maps out exactly how that happened. You know, uh, Douglas, uh, the CIA, I just interviewed an author, um, that being Michael Glennon. He's a professor at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy. And he talks about how the CIA was created by an executive order during the Truman administration and how the CIA, the NSA, the uh, National Security Council, he refers to this as a double government. He says that it's become so powerful and so vast that uh, they, they literally uh, – call the shots. I mean, the, what we see as our government is uh, what he calls the Madisonian government. They, they actually are very much answerable to this secret government, which gets trillions of dollars and which is vast in its power. Um, I'm not at all surprised to find out that the DEA was co-opted by them. Uh, I've done uh, stories with uh, journalists who have talked about how the DEA engaged actually in illicit drug activity to raise money for black op operations. Uh, do you have any research on that? Well, the very nature of drug law enforcement is based on undercover agents going into criminal organizations and actually becoming part of them. And so, mm -hmm. and, and getting enlisting informants who are uh, people who are drug smugglers. And in order to make, make cases, they actually have to uh, supply and support and protect the narcotic trafficking organizations that they're trying to, or ostensibly trying to uh, dismantle and destroy. So, so by its very nature, Drug, drug agents become part of the crime that they're trying to um, eliminate. And, and it becomes to their advantage to sustain these organizations for a number of reasons, drug trafficking organizations for another reason. First of all, they try to map them out, learn everybody who's in them and uh, what their plans and their strategies are. And so, so they have to keep them in place for months and months and years and years so that at the very end they can make mm -hmm. a big, splashy arrest and get a lot of money from Congress to build up the organization over and over and over again. Now, this isn't to say that all drug agents are in the business of trafficking drugs just to sustain themselves, although there is an element of that. In the cases where they're actually trying to destroy these 
organizations, very often they find that the CIA is behind the, organ the drug trafficking organizations themselves. And this has to do with the fact that the CIA recruits for its intelligence purposes policemen all around the world. It likes to have policemen in Argentina or policemen in, in Thailand uh, on its payroll so that it, it, it can get records um, about politicians in those particular countries. And very often, in exchange for betraying their countries, these policemen are allowed to deal narcotics, which is why um, uh, so many countries, uh, especially if you look at Mexico, or there's just a, a dozens of um, examples. It's actually the police and the military in these in these countries that are organizing and running the drug trafficking organizations, and very often. When the DEA wants to make a case, it gets it gets um, sabotaged because it turns out the people that it's trying to make a case against in a foreign country are actually policemen and politicians and military people who are on the CIA payroll. And as soon as they get to that point, there's nothing they can do about it because national security always trumps drug law enforcement. And Obviously, you can see it in Afghanistan nowadays, where the United States has virtually owned Afghanistan for the last 15 years. And during those 15 years, Afghanistan has produced more heroin than any country in the world because all the warlords are on the CIA's payroll, and the DEA is powerless to do anything about it. This is incredible research, Doug, and... Um you know, I, I have you uh, have you been able to uh, to get media attention on this? I mean, it's really quite quite astonishing. Well, yeah, and that was uh, uh, the result of being able to talk to the DEA agents themselves, and and I talked to so many CIA officers when I was writing the book on um, the Phoenix program. And I was, I had contacts, fabulous contacts, and I was able to follow those people, like I told you in the beginning of this, um, this interview. I was actually able to follow the CIA officers who infiltrated the DEA and get interviews with them. And a lot of these people spoke very openly and plainly to me, and so did a lot of the DEA officers, many of whom really resented the fact that the CIA had infiltrated their organization and basically taken it over. When the, the way that they went about infiltrating the DEA is very, very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. As I mentioned, the old Bureau of Narcotics was disbanded in 1968, and a new organization yeah. was created called the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Up until that point, there had never been an intelligence branch in federal uh, law enforcement, drug law enforcement. And then uh, immediately in 1968 and 69, the CIA created an intelligence branch within uh, this new organization, the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs, which, which later became the DEA. 
And they inserted a lot of CIA officers into this intelligence branch because the DEA didn't have anybody who was, who was experienced in this. And so they virtually took over uh, the whole, all the intelligence apparatuses of federal drug law enforcement. And not only that, they made it a requirement starting in 1968 and 69 that any time anybody, any DEA agent hired an informant overseas that the CIA got to check and make sure that that and, and, and sign off on whether the DEA could use that informant because the CIA didn't want the want the DEA hiring informants that were already working for the CIA. And so through this, through control of the DEA's intelligence branch, the CIA was able to control all federal drug law enforcement overseas and make sure that no DEA agent could ever disrupt one of the CIA's drug smuggling networks, which are all over the world. Amazing. We'll be right back, Doug. We're going to take a brief break. Today in America, people wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. Did you know that by losing just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video. ILikeHowILook.com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up. They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago. Within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pant sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at I like how I look.com, and maybe soon you'll be seeing I like how I look. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is 
absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, Doug Valentine, my guest. We're talking about his uh, his research on the DEA Hi, and how it was co-opted. Thank you, Doug. Doug Valentine's my guest. We're talking about his research on the DEA, how it was co-opted by the CIA, and how it has served as a means of dealing drugs, literally. I mean, I've done stories which indicate that DEA agents were dealing drugs in South Central Los Angeles and putting the money into black ops. You know, this is uh, part of the the ugly underbelly of our entire edifice of secretive government. Doug, please tell us more. Uh, I had a little trouble hearing what you said. Can you um, repeat the question? I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the intersection between the CIA and the DEA, how the DEA was basically co-opted by the CIA, and oh, it yeah, serves absolutely. as a... Uh, um, and it right all tracks back to the Vietnam War. When, um, in 1968, was the first year that um, uh, a federal narcotic agent was sent to Saigon. And when he got there, he saw that there were a lot of soldiers that were addicted to heroin. And this was big news back in the United States. And um, when Nixon ran for president, he ran on a, um, uh, a law and order campaign, and, and he was elected in, in 1968. And he took office in 1969 at the height of the Vietnam War. And on the one hand, he wanted to win the Vietnam War. And on the other hand, he had promised the American people that he would bring an end, that he would wage a war on drugs. Because if 
I don't know how the age group of your of your listeners, but there was an awful lot of drugs in um, it was in, in, in 1969, 1970 in the United States. A lot of heroin. It was a big, huge problem, much much more than it is now, and it was a big political issue. And Nixon had staked his his political survival on doing something to eliminate heroin and drug addiction in, in the United States. And immediately, the agents that he sent to Saigon and to Thailand and to Laos found out and discovered that the CIA was running the drug business in the Golden Triangle. And so Nixon was faced in a dilemma. What was he going to do? Was he going to destroy the CIA, which was running the war against um, the North Vietnamese and the, and, and the, and the uh, communists in Laos, or was he going to win the war on drugs? And people of the, every president that gets elected has been elected ever since Nixon has been faced with this, with this um, uh, dilemma. Do you go after the CIA, which is running the drug worldwide, or do you try to win the war on drugs? And because national national security always wins out, and so uh, uh, it's almost it was almost fortunate in a way that America lost the Vietnam War. It never became an issue. And and um, uh, in 1974, Nixon was forced to resign. And at that point, the CIA moved most of its drug dealing activities into South America. And and it's just been the same thing ever since that time. The the CIA just keeps moving its drug businesses, its drug operations around the world, and the DEA pretends that it's like trying to stop them when actually it's powerless to do anything about it. Which is which of Douglas, course is a I... problem in the United States and and, and all this became crystal clear during the Iran-Contra affair in the 1980s, which, of course, is only 10 years after the Vietnam War, when it was discovered that uh, the, the, the CIA's Contras were bringing drugs into the United States. It's just the same thing over and over and over again all the time. Uh, Douglas, I have read accounts which indicate that um... – the reason Nixon was forced to resign was because he decided he'd take on the CIA. And uh, that, that basically, uh, you're quite right. The, uh, the drug dealing continued. I think the Iran Contra, we found out that there, there was drugs being sold inside the United States to raise money to help the Contras. Um, and that uh, there was the business of Mina Airfield in Arkansas when Bill Clinton was governor being used, among other airfields in the South, as drug drops for drug cartels. I mean, there's been a lot of cutting-edge research on that, so much, much of which backs up your research. We'll be right back. We'll take a break. 
chapter, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again, thanks to Trinity. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752. My name is John. I'm Vicki. And I'm Emma. And, and we're, we're debt-free debt for keeps. That's 1-800-793-8752. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Really? Yeah. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800 800-469-7591. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much, and, uh, and we're back. I'd like to again thank Servando Gonzalez for joining me in the first hour, uh, and Doug Valentine for joining me just now. The strength. His book is The Strength of the Pack, The Personalities, Politics, and Espionage Intrigues that Shaped the DEA. Uh, these are real, both of them are real cutting-edge researchers and journalists. Um, I, I recommend uh, both of them highly. Douglas has some hearing impairment, so we're going to have to figure out a way to uh, to communicate better, I think, in the future. Maybe we could do some real-time, um, you, you know, typing so that um, I know that, uh, for example, Rush Limbaugh is, I believe he's virtually deaf, and he's got cochlea implant, which helps. But um, he's got people that help him uh, with, uh, you know, just typing up, you know, questions and, you know, giving him prompts so that he can function. And he does it flawlessly. So there are ways to learn to, uh, to cope with various, uh, you, know, uh, you know, disabilities for sure. Douglas is talking about the DEA. I, I think that um, it's safe to say that the DEA is another example of a federal agency that has become so corrupt. And so in their case, I think, just hooked on the, on the money involved. A while back, I interviewed Merle Temple, who was a former DEA agent himself and who's gone on to write several excellent fictional books that are you know, fictional only in in name. I mean, he he'll tell you that. 
but he he makes connections between the war on drugs and uh, you know the mafia, the uh, you know the CIA for sure. This whole rotten infrastructure, the secretive underbelly of what I would argue and what uh, Professor Michael Glennon argues is our secret government, our double government, he calls it, that he uh, puts at the foot of the Truman administration um, and, and regards the uh, emergence of a, um, you know, a, a national security state. I think it goes back further than that. I think it goes back to, to, um, to Wilson and his emergency powers during World War I his establishment of a Federal Reserve, which I think was the first real secretive agency to one that has enormous power. They control the, uh, the, the issuance of our, of our currency, how, the value of our dollar. And, of course, their, their collection arm, which is um, the Black Hands uh, IRS. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, I've done enough programs over the years to indicate that it's the same secret establishment, what uh, Eisenhower called the uh, military-industrial complex, and Eisenhower himself was a part of it to an extent, but that this same group basically was responsible for the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, Kennedy being someone who uh, kind of tried to buck the trend, thought that he actually had presidential powers, he wanted to reform some of these things. Um, the uh, generally speaking, and um, Gerald uh, Jer Jerome Corsi is a good source on this, but there are others. The uh, the consensus is that um, while we don't know exactly what was the conspiracy behind the assassination of JFK, it's safe to say that there was CIA slash mafia involvement. And uh, that that that's part of this uh, this infrastructure. I think that uh, Roger Stone in his books uh, Nixon Secrets makes the case that it was this same infrastructure, this uh, military industrial complex, the corrupt side of it, the side that uh, was angry over the loss of the Bay of Pigs operation, the side that might have been implicated in the Kennedy assassination, that also basically arrange for Nixon to be forced out of office and to resign. And there's indications that Nixon planned on major reforms in his second term. He planned on taking on these people. Uh, look what happened. Anyway, look at that. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show, Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us.
most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. A home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thanks so much. So, we're talking about what I think uh, any good journalist should talk about. In fact, it's the very reason why we have journalism. It's the very reason why we have free speech. It's the very reason why our, our uh, Bill of Rights recognizes the inherent right to free speech. And that is to investigate corruption and conspiracy that takes place in government. The Founding Fathers assumed that it would and does. And so in that spirit, I think both Savano Gonzalez and um, Douglas Valentine are doing just that. There has been a tendency on the part of the, uh, the conspirators, what I would argue are conspirators, to uh, use their enormous power and influence to denigrate any opposition, to basically say, oh, these people are just a bunch of nutters, you know, the right-wing nutters, left-wing nutters, it doesn't matter. And um, we're conditioned to assume that people are. You have to be very aware and wary uh, of that because what that does is it chills dissent. Nobody wants to be called crazy. Nobody wants to be called names. And, uh, you know, we've all become so conditioned to the idea that uh, anyone that thinks a little bit outside of conventional mores must be labeled as such. So, you know, just uh, we need to learn to be discerning. 
All right. I have an article that I've sent over to WorldNet Daily for um, as a submission. I'm just going to read it quickly here. It's my response to the the latest terror attack in Australia. The false and deadly insanity defense. The now predictable tactic of the establishment left, a tactic that has once again been carried out in response to the jihadi attack in Sydney, Australia, has been to label the terrorist aggressor as insane and as an irrational and misguided lone wolf. This means that the terrorist is not held responsible for his actions since, if he was insane or if he was in some way mentally impaired at the time of the premeditated attack, he did not therefore understand the difference between right and wrong, and as such he did not grasp the moral nature of his act. This approach essentially lets the perfect... Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Maurice Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse Speaks Thank you very much. So I'm reading my, my piece here to continue. One consequence of this approach is that the entire Muslim community is let off the hook, as indeed the predictable response on the part of Muslim leadership after each atrocity has been to disavow the perpetrator, to throw him under the bus, so to speak. The result has been that responsibility is shifted and attention is diverted from a dispassionate critique of the benefits of the beliefs and the ideology of the terrorist. The attention is thus focused on some vague and indefinable outside force that cannot be held to account. Under this doctrine, the Muslim community is itself able to actually assume victim status. There is no criticism or introspection. Under this condition, there is no hope to change or to reform toxic beliefs or practices. Another, perhaps more subtle consequence of shifting responsibility from a set of beliefs and ideologies to a paradigm by which no responsibility can be assigned is that Western society is indirectly blamed for the jihad violence since the West can be accused of not doing enough to treat people with mental illness. This is another way of saying that we, those of us who are fortunate enough to live in the non-Islamic free world, out of blame for the violence that has been carried out against us. Thus, the Islamic terror infrastructure is preserved for another day, and Western civilization is insulted and denigrated. If the jihadis are to be viewed as insane, then therefore Islam itself would have to be viewed as insane. And perhaps it is insane. 
in the same way that Nazism and communism were insane. While this case could certainly be made, the fact is that such an argument shifts moral responsibility away from the actions of a movement, political or religious, and moves that responsibility to some nebulous and ultimately uncontrollable outside amoral force. Conditions by which evil ideas and actions are not identified as such and which consequences for evil actions are not meted out in the name of justice are conditions by which evil advances and anarchy prevails. So that's my, my editorial piece written this morning and submitted to uh, WorldNet Daily. I hope they publish it. They may or they may not. I'll probably find out. Um, either either I'll find out later today or sometimes they just do it without necessarily telling me. So I'll keep an eye on the paper there, see what happens. But uh, basically what I hear is the same, the same stuff that I hear every time there's another terrorist attack, every time somebody goes in and brutally butchers women and children. We just have one right now in Afghanistan where these terrorists went in and murdered 125 school children, chopping their heads off. Imagine what that's like. And we're going to hear, well, in that case, probably not, but certainly in the case of, uh, of Sydney, Australia, and in the case of Ottawa, in the case even here in Boston, that these were mentally ill people. They were misguided youth that we shouldn't pay any attention and uh, what that is is basically a way to shift responsibility away from a set of beliefs and, and an ideology that has contributed to this act and move it to a, 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 a context by which nothing can be done because if someone is viewed as mentally ill or a misguided youth, then... There's nothing that can be done about that. You know, that's just, uh, we can't control that. So as a result, nothing is done. As a result, the radical ideology and beliefs of the terrorists are not examined. The Islamic community that has spawned these people does not have to undergo any kind of criti criticism or introspection or a ferreting out of, toxic elements of their beliefs, nothing happens. And not only that, but it's used as an excuse to accuse Western civilization. In other words, we're blamed for the attack on ourselves. We are blamed because we're not doing enough to help people. In other words, we're not socialist enough. So therefore, that's our guilt. That's our sin. I'm telling you, if we don't identify evil for what it is, if we don't discuss it and debate it in the open uh, square of ideas and opinion, then it will grow. If we do discuss it, then it will recede. It'll never disappear. Not until the Messiah comes will it disappear. But we can confront it. There are reasons why the United States, in general, has been a more moral society than, say, Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia. Because we've embraced ideas that are good and because we've identified ideas that are evil. We'll be right back.
Have you ever had a piece of chocolate cake call you into the kitchen? Has the Dairy Queen sign ever forced your car into the drive through lane? Have you ever had a bag of chips dive off the counter right into your hands? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, speaking for the ILikeHowILook.com website. Chances are, at some time in your day, you have been and will continue to be the victim of cravings. ILikeHowILook.com website realizes that you can't hide in your closet all day just to avoid snack attacks. That's why they recommend the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system. 10 2 and a chew offers powerful, natural appetite suppressants to put cravings on the run. To see a video explaining how it works, just go to ILikeHowILook.com. They will send you a free sample. Most people notice a difference the very first day. It's much easier to lose weight without those sneaky cravings, so watch the video at ILikeHowILook.com. That's ILikeHowILook.com. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and again, I want to thank Savannah Gonzalez for joining me earlier, and also Doug Valentine, both excellent guests. Looking forward to doing uh, broadcasting with them in the future. Um, and uh, also, please, uh, by all means, check out my books, which, of course, are available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Just go there, put my name in the server, that being Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, and up they come. There's 13 of them, uh, three soft covers. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, some interesting uh, program coming up for the rest of this week. Uh, tomorrow I'll be joined by a guest who's written a book about, uh, you know, the anti-war movement uh, during World War One, which I found very interesting, uh, given the, the, the fact that he views this as a, um, you know, a, a thing of the left, when in fact I would argue that um, much of the uh, people that he called anti-war actually were pro-war. They just called it revolution. Uh, anyway, uh, all of it uh, being interesting food for thought, for thought, or for food for thought, as it were. Um, so check out uh, my books again at Amazon Kindle. Check out uh, my uh, blog site at uh, Chuck Moore Speaks, and check out the work of Servando Gonzalez and also Douglas Valentine, both of whom are very cutting edge journalists who are doing the good work of exposing corruption, exposing evil, exposing conspiracy, as it's called. And uh, we, should, we, should, uh, we should honor people like that. You know, yes, there are conspiracies. We have to be very careful to identify what we think they are and present our facts and make our case because there's real bad conspiracy, which should be condemned. Uh, in fact, I would argue that the entire edifice of the left is involved in a conspiratorial view of the world and of life. Their conspiracy theory is that uh, people in uh, physical power, people of material wealth, are secretly exploiting others and uh, doing so in order to get wealthier and more powerful. I mean, that's a, a, a conspiracy theory that's, of course, false. Uh, as our anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, which I get into in my new book, The War Against Judaism. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. I shall return, God willing, tomorrow, 10 a.m. with the USA Network. Have-
character, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again, thanks to Trinity. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752. My name is John. I'm Vicki. And I'm Emma. And, and we're, we're debt-free debt free for keeps. keeps. That's 1-800-793-8752. 